welcome back to Aging Vision. My name is Deanne Martin-Soros and I'm your host. If you're a first-time listener, I want to thank you for joining. And I want to just explain the goal of Aging Vision is to encourage you to think about aging, the impact it causes, and to provide you tips to assist you in the process you might be facing. If you have an interest in knowing my background or my more in-depth reason for the show, you can tune into the previous Aging Vision podcast of the introduction and the why. They can be found on agingvision.com. I want to thank Amdahl Transport Services for the sponsorship of today's show. Amdahl Transport Services provides wheelchair and gurney transport to get you where you need to go. To learn more about them, visit their website at Amdahl, it's A-M-D-A-L, transportservices.com. If you listen to my previous shows, you will hear me mention that I was going to stay consistent in producing shows. Unfortunately, I've been a little bit distracted with the coronavirus and the overall impact in my work functions, especially as an essential business. I may produce a podcast about it, but first I want to share something that I hope will be received as helpful and positive for what we face as we age. If you've listened to the podcast before, you might have heard me reference the term NOAA, and now is the time that I am going to describe what the meaning is. For many years, I've talked about what I believe to be some of the best preventative items you can do for an elderly person to keep them as healthy as possible. Many of these things are good for everyone, no matter what your age. And I used to stress these items to our care coordinator as the basis for care plan creation, and I try to make sure that we kind of got that out there to the staff. In this time, when we are facing the chance of catching a virus, it's even more important in keeping your own personal vessel strong and resistant. But I want to tell you about the story of Noah and how it came about. I think it happened uh, probably about 2009. We had a friend over in our backyard one evening, and he was expressing fear about bringing his mom home from the hospital the next day. She had had a five-day stay in the hospital because she had fallen at home, and she laid on the floor for almost two days. She didn't have any food. She didn't have any water. She wasn't able to toilet herself. An incident like that is very difficult for someone. It caused a hospitalization because she was so sick, and her, her electrolytes were out of whack, and infection was setting in. As I began to describe the four items that I believe are so crucial for health and recovery, he said to me, Deanne, I won't be able to remember all of that. And I was saying to him, I I really need an acronym so someone could remember all of these items. And my husband, who had been sitting there listening quietly, just out of the blue, said, what about Noah? And I thought, oh my gosh, that is absolutely perfect. And at the time, when I looked up the definition of the word, it said that Noah meant long-lived and comforter. And it was exactly what I was looking for. We immediately started a trademark process, and it took until March of 2011 to get that finalized. It really takes some time to get a a trademark in place. So the trademark is the name Noah with the letters going down vertically. And I will have a copy of the handout we provide to staff and clients attached to this podcast on the Aging Vision website. So I'm just going to kind of get started, and we're going to discuss Noah. I had referenced this in a previous podcast, but the N for Noah is for nutrition. The body needs good fuel to function. As you age, it's it's more important than ever. Muscle mass is going to start to diminish. 
and people will do what's called protein wasting. The majority of elderly see cooking as a chore, so nutritional decline is usually over a period of time. Taste buds will start to die and food doesn't taste as good. Large portions of food can be very overwhelming. And if someone is just choosing to have a bouillon cube and some crackers, there's really no nutritional value to that. Unless, of course, they have a sodium deficiency, which unfortunately with elderly, there is a lot of hyponatremia. And a lot of that comes about because of some of the medications they're taking and the side effects that they might have. It's really good to have food in these smaller portions. And I know I referenced this when I, I talked about how I would take food to my grandmother, my nanny. I had what we called the nanny plates and I would make items and have smaller items in this, this divider plate that had three different sections. And I used to try to touch on all the food groups. I'd have her a little portion of some fruit, maybe some cooked vegetables. She was a real good protein eater. She used to like some chicken breast, a little piece of some steak or some other kind of meat. And so she was, she was overall a really good eater having that food brought to her. Prior to that time, she wasn't a great eater, and I I know I had expressed this before, but what she was doing is she was going to places like Taco Bell and buying like six tacos and eating on those for a few days, and that just overall was not healthy. You want to make sure that if you're going to help somebody out for eating, you really want to touch on all the different food groups, and as my grandmother was aging, the smaller piece of like a chicken or steak or something, it just got to be more difficult. I don't want to play this down or make it baby sounding, but as people are aging, they really like a lot of like comfort foods and they want things to be easy. They're definitely going to like smaller portions. So, so please remember that if you're going to start providing food to an elderly person, well, you know, your loved one, you might want to put it in some smaller containers and not bring them a big entree. Anyway, as I was saying, as my grandmother was aging, I used to make things that my daughter used to call it nanny cagada. Um, I'm not really sure what cagada means. I think that's a Portuguese word, and I hope it's not derogatory. But uh, anyway, basically she thought it looked like kind of like a pile of junk. And it got to where what I would do is I would chop up either chicken really fine. Sometimes I even put it in my little tiny food processor thing. I had like just a little small two cup food processor and I would put, I would put that in there and and just kind of chop up the meat. So it wasn't so tough for her to eat. And then I would, you know, maybe make something, I'd put some pasta, maybe I'd have pasta, maybe some cheese in it. Um, I don't know. I did, I did all kinds of different things. Sometimes it'd be a spaghetti flavored type, you know, it might be a pasta that had red sauce or it might be a pasta that had white sauce. And I tried to get vegetables in there and I would definitely get meat in there. And I would have again, the pasta noodles and the sauce. You want to remember, because the taste buds are dying, you want to make sure that food is seasoned really well. Now, please don't misunderstand. I'm not meaning put a lot of salt on something, but different flavorings. My nanny always liked lemon pepper. Now, I'm not a lemon pepper fan, but she loved lemon pepper. Doctor up her food with some good seasoning, and it made it more palatable, and her desire to eat was there. That's what the N stands for, is nutrition. It is really important to keep nutrition up as you're aging. The O in NOAA, that's another thing that to me is another really important factor to make sure that the number one thing nutrition happens, and that is oral care. 
As people are aging, they sometimes can let oral care really slack. And that is not a great thing for a number of reasons, but let's just touch on it first for nutrition. If your mouth doesn't taste good or your mouth is dirty and yucky, then food doesn't taste good. And so that is going to make someone less likely to want to eat a good meal when their mouth is all kind of nasty. Having a clean mouth before eating is, is just a much better experience. A dirty mouth will affect the taste of food. So just remember, encourage someone to do some oral care before they have food. But another big reason for oral care is the mouth is in essence an opening to the lungs. And bacteria, viruses in the mouth can migrate to the lungs, which can lead to various infections. Poor oral hygiene has been linked to numerous diseases, but specifically to heart disease. Encouraging oral care should always be something that is done. And it really depends on what's going on with that individual. But if somebody has dentures, you should help remove those dentures from their mouth and get them scrubbed and cleaned. You know, get them to still rinse their mouth out. Uh, if they have a soft toothbrush, you can kind of gently wash the gums with the, that toothbrush. If, if they don't have dentures and they still have their own teeth, no matter what, they should be set up to provide oral care. Now, I'm a big proponent of trying to encourage people to do as much as they can for themselves. But if they're not doing it, it's really going to be important that you kind of step in and help with that process. And basically, it would be just like you were doing with one of your kids. You want to try to brush somebody's teeth and get them to spit out and rinse out and make their mouth really fresh. The third item in NOAA is ambulation. I just want to stress that our bodies were designed to move. And as you age, movement becomes decreased. I mean, I know I've talked about this already once before, but as we age, we all start to feel some aches and pains, whether it's in our feet, in our back, our knees, our hips. I mean, things start to become achy. It's not good for someone to sit and be stagnant. People should be encouraged to move to the best of their ability. I even say that if that means that a bed-bound person is being set up at the edge of the bed every day, that is ambulation. That is a level of movement. We should not let someone lay and, and stay in one position. That's just another big proponent of having disease set in, especially things in your lungs if you're being left to lay in bed and not be repositioned frequently. That's really important that people get moved around. Then what starts to happen is if you're not moving, it gets harder and harder to move. And so people become very resistant. So it becomes a vicious cycle. I really think that when we create care plans, one of the things we focus on is what is the best somebody is able to do. So if the best somebody is able to do is to get out of bed and walk into the kitchen or into the dining room for meals, that's what we need to be encouraging them to do. If they have the ability to still get out and walk out to the mailbox on a daily basis, then that's what we should be encouraging them to do. If, like I said, the best somebody can do is sitting at the edge of the bed, then that's great. Let's get them to do that. If the best is to be able to, you know, stand at the edge of the bed, then that's what something somebody should be doing. So you want to make sure that somebody is continuing to move, and that's ambulation. The fourth component of NOAA is hydration. Our bodies are 70% water. Muscle is composed of a great deal of water. And all of our body cells need fluid to function. And when we're dehydrated, we get ourselves in a bad situation and it's not good overall. 
Another component that affects hydration is that as we age, our thirst is diminished. I think some of that is also, again, another side effect of medication, but people don't drink as much. Another thing that happens is that elderly will, um, because of other issues as they're aging, they have a tendency to not want to drink fluids. And a lot of that is because they don't want to have to get up and urinate in the middle of the night. Now our bodies, the way it works is our bodies are making urine at night. So it is a natural thing that's happening. But again, elderly don't want to have to get up and do that. So they try to control it with fluids. And that is not a good thing. It is very important that we continue to make people try to drink fluid. Dehydration is a huge problem, huge problem among elderly. I'm sure if you really dialed it down and looked at some of the admissions that happen, there is always a level of dehydration under a lot of underlining issues with people. And so the cell at the cellular level the fluid has got to be there. I mean, if it's not, you know, you're really dehydrated, then what starts to happen is, well, I don't want to get too technical, but basically the fluid from inside the cell is going to move outside of the cell into the interstitial areas. And that just creates a huge problem. So overall, I can't stress enough that hydration is really important. So when we're caring for people, one of the things that we always try to have in care plans is to offer somebody sips of water throughout the day. Unless, of course, there is a health issue such as kidney failure that would prevent that. But we don't want to ask somebody if they're thirsty. We want to just give them a fresh glass of water, just a few sips. We don't want it, it doesn't necessarily be, need to be overwhelming, but we just want to hand somebody that glass and ask them to take a couple of sips of water. Elderly will not tell you that they're thirsty if you ask them. So it's just really not a good thing to be doing. And if we do that a couple times a day, especially, especially in the summer months, that really helps people. I'm a, I'm a big believer in all of this when it comes to Noah. And I think that if you, you know, if you, if you feel that it's something that you want to share with somebody, I encourage that you go to the website, print out the form, put it on the refrigerator, and you have the ability to kind of just remind somebody. I, I like the way the logo is. It's really nice and the way it kind of pops and stands out. But it, it really can kind of remind somebody of the things that need to be done. And I, I really believe that it can be helpful. As we are facing such a difficult time with the coronavirus going on, I really believe that some of the tips that you could be doing to keep yourself or your loved one healthy are some of the things that just are embodied in the word Noah. I have referenced the Aging Vision website a few times, and it's where I will have all items referenced in the podcast episodes. I want to draw your attention to a feature that the website has, and that is the ability to write in and ask a question or request a suggestion for an item you'd like to hear covered in future shows. I will make every effort to answer questions to the best of my ability. Again, I want to thank our sponsor, Amdahl Transport Services, for supporting Aging Vision. And if you'd like to support the show, please subscribe, or you can take a screenshot to share with others, or just do it the old-fashioned way by telling your family and friends to check out agingvision.com. Until next time, thank you for listening, and whatever walk that you are on, I hope that you can look for joy in your day. Mm-hmm.